Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are back, ready for the start of the Premier League season and off of our midlife crisis. Uh, we are going to talk through transfers of the season. We're going to talk Messi's big, big departure from Barcelona. We've got our bold predictions and all the rest of our uh, predictions for the upcoming Premier League season. Front three, back four. Let's go! Right, so we're going to talk about Messi's departure from um, Barcelona. And um, I'm just going to open up to the fans who listened and say that uh, I very much feel how he feels because uh, I had a departure from Auto FC at the end of last, last season, season. And I was definitely into it. But uh, I'm back. I don't think he'll be back for Barcelona. But um, yeah, strange one for Barcelona, don't you think? I'm still got I've still got the great first question, oh, so let's I have go. To reconnect my Wi-Fi. No, do you know what, right, Dan? Well, you'll you'll definitely have more of an understanding of this. I've after the after the Euros and because of the like uh, Olympics and stuff, to be honest, um I'm really gonna have to work my way into this season and understand what's going on. So can you do your best efforts to explain how the fucking hell did Barcelona mess this up or what what's going on and why is Messi leaving? Because clearly he doesn't want to leave based on his Press conference. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's quite a long story, but I'll try, I'll try and shorten the story. Please, uh, try your best. If, effectively, La Liga decided to bring in their own financial fair play rules. When COVID hit, the, the, the international financial fair play was kind of relaxed a little bit. I mean, not that it did anything anyway. Look at City and PSG for the last five years, 10 years. But they were theoretically relaxed because obviously the rules are based on your income. There was no income because no one was coming. There were no fans so they relaxed those rules. So all of a sudden, a lot of teams had a bit more leeway and the rich teams like the cities and the PSGs like, great, this is wonderful. La Liga decided because all of their uh, clubs are about to go into administration because they don't have money, they had to take them, things into their own hands. They couldn't allow clubs to continue spending, spending recklessly. And so clubs have to spend a, percent, a, a percentage of their income, of their revenue, not more. more, more certainly not more than 100%. I can't remember what the percentage is. Anyway... Barcelona, currently, as it stood to the end of last season, um, before, by the way, they'd signed Aguero, Memphis Depay and everyone, um, everyone else, um, were already at 110% of their revenue was their wage cost. So they already didn't qualify. So they were not allowed to, be, to play in La Liga, basically, if they didn't bring their wage cost down. Now, the problem they've got is Messi was out of contract, but he was always... This always happened because remember this, the, the story last year when Nili went to City. Uh, there was a problem with the, the new the president at the time. The new president, the, the old president came back, so Messi was happy again. He was come back, they'd agreed the contract, it was all going to be fine. Of, I, I think Barcelona and Real Madrid have always just thought, well, it's La Liga, those will let us off, right? With Barca, we're, we'll do what we want, uh, we'll get away with it. Uh, not this time. And so uh, they've got to this point where they're not allowed to register Lionel Messi because he's not officially a player of theirs because he was a free agent. And is, am I right in thinking that they already kind of made moves before this to try and accommodate Messi? Like, I can't remember specific, what the specific details were in terms of getting rid of some of the players and then bringing some in. But didn't they already try to carve out space for Messi to still be at Barcelona? Yeah, well, it sounds like Aguero was pretty much brought in for Messi. Absolutely, um, yeah. They, 
they but what what the confusion is one confusion is is Barca thought they had cleared with La Liga because essentially Messi got that five year deal. Gentlemen still? Well he got a five year deal where Barca obviously weren't they were just it was actually a two year deal and Barca was saying, well what we'll do, we'll just sign it as a five year deal. So your wage it looks like you're taking a fifty percent wage cut, but actually we've just we've just made the the thing longer. Like like phone contracts these days, you think oh bargain, but actually it's a thirty six month contract instead of a twenty four month one. So Barca actually thought they had agreed that with La Liga to say okay, essentially Messi is on the same wage, but we've made the contract five years, so we've got five years to pay Messi instead of two. And uh, afterwards, La Liga said no, you can't. So you know, that's where the confusion is, and that's why Messi's ha- had to leave because so he's yeah. de- and he's decided to go from one farmers to the other. Like well, it's just well, there's, so there's, disappointing. The thing about that is there's only one team w- that would probably pay the wages that he'd demand and want if he was to go somewhere. Well, he checked in with China. But the, the, there's one of those. The whole issue with the, the whole stupid thing about this, and there's a lot of talk of people saying, "Well, Messi would offer even if he offered to play for free. He literally is not allowed to play for Barcelona. Mm. They cannot register him. By the way, they can't register. They haven't registered Aguero. They haven't registered Memphis Depay. They haven't registered any of their new players yet because they have to remove people from their books. So the Coutinho's and the Griezmann's mm. and the Dembele's, they all got to go because they've got to clear them off the books. So there's going to be a whole fire sale coming from Barcelona, which will be interesting. But the fact that uh, Messi isn't able to renew his deal with Barcelona because of financial fair play rules from La Liga when you've then got PSG who have been breaking the rules for about 20 years and getting away with it because their president is French basically the president of the thing has been French for oh, so long um, they've then gone and signed not only are they, uh, have they made like 130 million pound loss last year PSG um, not only that they've gone and signed Donnarumma uh, they've signed Ramos they've signed Wijnaldum they signed Hakimi. Half of those players were free and on massive, massive contracts. So, and I can tell you that they're going to be losing more, more than 130 million because this isn't including COVID numbers. And now they're going to go and give Messi what, however much he wants, millions of pounds a week. It's just nuts that he can't play for Barca and they can't have him because of some national rule where the international rule doesn't say that he can't then go and play for PSG, who have Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria and everyone else. It's just. It's mad. The whole it's just gone crazy. Still won't still won't win the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knocked out in the semis to Bayern. Mark, I've just realised, Mark, have you have you switched allegiances or something? Well, you got a Man City background for? Oh, is it Man City? I just <laughs> downloaded like. Premier You're doing League. a Danny on us? Goodness me! I, well, I downloaded one that was like Premier League is back, and then uh, it had all like in sports and all them and I was like oh I just need to find one that's got nothing on it uh, <laughs> well, you pick one yeah. with a don't, sit, don't say I don't prepare for this I'm annoyed you said that Chris I was going to wait till right at the end oh is it oh sorry is he, you're, you're back four is it yeah <laughs> oh, who, who, who is it City versus City against Huddersfield is it Huddersfield yeah, yeah. yeah. that must be the yeah. home end because look no one's there you would know <laughs> <laughs> um I, I must admit, I mean, I, I didn't think I didn't think Messi was ever going to come to the Premier League for all sorts of reasons. But it's, it's a real shame because you're like the one opportunity that you can get. It'd be nice to have seen him actually play in the Prem and see him score 14 goals. Like, you know it's been actually great. The Kane thing wasn't happening. I'm pretty certain he'd be going to Man City right now. You reckon? Well, it sounds more like Grealish. Like they came. Pep said they gave him once Messi was off the table. They gave Grealish the number ten. 
Should we um should we talk about the uh the the winners and losers from transfers? And if you said Grealish, because um yeah, that kind of leads into it. Should we go straight into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the question? So we're going to do the winners and losers of uh of the transfers this season. It's not a question. I'm just going to go straight for my first winner, and that's Aston Villa. Actually, um, obviously Grealish has now gone, and I I thought I can't remember why I saw it, but I. I did think the Grealish thing being at Villa was a bit overblown, saying his legacy will will last forever. I was like, I mean, he was a good player. I don't know if he's is he a, is he a Aston Villa legend, as a this random person online said. I mean, he saved them from relegation one point, and he was their best player for a period of time. I, it's it's tough to say. It's not and like then, you know if he yeah. stayed there, maybe I don't know. I, I just so, thought it was a bit overblown. Anyway, he's, he's done less for Villa than Ashley Young did. <laughs> Uh, well, I, there you go. Look, part of that is that they're winners because they've sold. Yeah, they've sold uh, Grealish, but they've clearly um, made a statement of intent trying to use those funds and build on play, build with players that are, you know, pretty proven and not. You know, I'm not saying they're well beaters, but they're high enough level to where they want to try and at least attempt at maintaining a high standard of football. I'm not saying that they're going to be great. I'm not saying that. Um, you know, they're going to be better or worse. I just think, I like the fact that, especially like being an Arsenal fan, I like seeing the transfer of funds from one side to the other and actually think, all right, let's try and invest in some some decent players to keep us sort of at least more than up and top half of the table. So that, I don't know. What do you reckon? I Well, you say not better or worse. I, I, I'm just double checking where Villa actually finished last year, 11. Because I think they're better now. They've lost Grealish, but I... As you say, I think Leon Bailey is a funny one for us because we we watched him in Germany and 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 it wasn't the you best. don't want to judge everyone on the on the ninety minutes you watched him live, but yeah, he wasn't the best when we watched him. But he obviously we went into that game knowing of him. So Buendia is good. I, I mean, I know he was playing yeah. in the Championship last season, but I, I do quite like Buendia. And obviously Ashley Young's come back. Danny yeah. Ings. Danny Ings is a big one. Massive. Massive. That's massive. a massive signing for them. Yeah. If he can fit. And it's it must be some kind of sign of intent because is there much between Southampton and Villa? Like they're they're the similar level teams, except Southampton lose nine nil once a year. <laughs> and um but but it shows Villa's obviously trying to move up if they're saying, Okay, we'll take your best player, even though Supposedly well, I think I think last season Villa played an overall better brand of football for the most part. I would say, in my opinion, I'm 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 happy to to no, I disagree. Better, it was. I mean, uh, Raph, I really like Raf Hasenhutl. I like the football he plays. Yeah. The reason they will lose nine 0 sometimes is because they are all like gung ho, up and at him, high press, very Pochettino esque. Um, and so every now and again they will get unstuck by by quality. And the team has having an amazing day, and they'll they'll get battered. But they'll also have great games, and they'll they'll give most teams a game, and it'll be really insane to watch. So I think Southampton fans will tell you they've enjoyed Hassan Hittel's football on the whole. I think Dean Smith. The thing with Villa is you've got Dean Smith. You've got a Villa fan as the manager. You've got a Villa fan that owns it. He had Grealish, who was the Villa boy, run like they, they've come out of a good. They had a really crappy time, and they've come out of a good period after winning after that playoff final in the Championship just literally last day of the season surviving and then they had a really good season last year I don't think 11th really tells the true story we all know they had a brilliant season last season it was just they tailed off at the end um, and so, which is why and it was, it was really so really tight in the middle there yeah, like there weren't many points between, anywhere from Arsenal down you know anyone can get relegated so <laughs> it's tight at that point um, I think 
the problem I find with those kind of these kind of situations with transfers is I always look back at the Bale situation with Spurs. Now Spurs did this when they knew they were selling Bale for hundred million. They waited till the last day of the season to sell him, but they went and signed eight players. One of them was Christian Eriksen, but the others were a bunch of crap. They were they were Cabal and Paulinho and God knows who other players who had just gone onto nothing. And I think there was a there was a thing at the time going, well, at least they've spent the money well and they've like strengthened the squad and they've got all these new players, but I think they really struggled to bring them all together and they lost their talisman. Jack, you can't oh, underestimate how important Jack really is to this villa side. I would Dan, I would agree with you, except if it wasn't Danny Ings, I'd probably agree with you because usually it's like you know, a player that's probably uh, scored loads of goals in uh, a South American league or, you know, in, in a different league. We know Danny Ings is, is good. We know he's a proven goal scorer in this league. The problem and, with Danny Ings, though, is Danny Ings is a 30-goal-a-season striker when he plays 38 games. He never plays 38 games. You're lucky to get 15 to 20 games out of him. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, he's what he's class. He's one of the best strikers in the league when he's fit and on his day. What do you do with him and Watkins in the, set, like, in the same position? Well, Watkins will probably, um, is why he's out of my fantasy team now, he'll probably get pushed back out on the left where he used to play um, for Brentford in and, and the early days. So he'll, he'll play a bit wider probably and they'll accommodate or they'll play two up top. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to, if, if Twinsabe on loan gets a chance to play, this is where it can make or break for me because I'm like, obviously, I'm a, I really, really like him even though I've only seen him like four and a half times. And uh, yeah. he turned you know, 30 this year, so he's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to break through eventually. I do wonder if that's his level. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, Danny, you got any winners? Yeah, uh, well, I've, I've, I have got a few winners. I mean, my obvious winner is Man United at the moment. I think the, the two... I knew, I knew you were going to say that. Well, I, I, because the two signings, if you if, before the season, before the season ended, you just tell me two positions... And two signings we wanted. And you know, because I was fucking saying this 18 months ago when I thought Sancho was going to get signed then. Sancho and Varane are the two signings we needed. The two absolute, and they're the exact signings. If I was playing FIFA, I was playing footy manager and I took the main night team, the first two signings I would make is Varane and Sancho. Is Varane official, sorry? Because on, on Sky yeah. Sports transfer deals, they've only got two players that are in. And when you said two players, I thought you really wanted a backup goalkeeper in Tom Heaton. No. Like- <laughs> It's, uh, they haven't got his, his work permit through yet. That's why it's not registered. But yeah, it's done. be careful. He's held the shirt up. It's already done. Um, but that, that, my point is that that's the first time in a long time I've looked at a club and gone, that's exactly what I would do. Now, that could be a really bad thing. because yeah, I, I would say I'm so. Not, I'm not a football manager, but it's, it is all the fans were calling for it. We needed someone on the right that was dedicated, like, right for all of our strikers, like to shift out left we needed someone that was on the right a creative player we needed someone to um set a center back to support Maguire because Lindelof was fine but he wasn't world class mm-hmm. and we probably still need one more in the middle like as a backup to Matic or Fred or, or someone slightly better as a proper holding midfielder but outside of that you look at Man United's first 11 and they're, they're be- I think they can win the league I really do well, Mark, can you? I want to check if you're somewhere with me because I'm running into a bit of a mental roadblock here, where I'm not sure if I'm slight, if I'm convinced enough by Jaden Sancho. I've only really seen him play for England, and when I've seen that, it's not been, you know, it's not been this guy that I've heard about, this mythical being from Borussia Dortmund. So, what, like, you know what? I'm I'm a bit of both because I'm similar to you. Where I was like, you know what? He's when I've seen him, he's he's not the ten out of ten player. But what what I need to remind myself that. And when we, we had on our WhatsApp chat and you talked about the new Arsenal number 10, Smith Rowe, 
And I'm like, him and Sancho are the same age. They're like two months apart in age. And I and I need to sometimes I think we forget how young Sancho really is. Like I don't. Because like when we when we talk about it, we're like, okay. Um and he definitely doesn't. Like because I because I, I, I think it was the same conversation but when we said our oh, Sancho's not convinced convincing and Smith Rowe's number 10 potential future for Arsenal. And it's like it's like well they're the same they are the same age and one is like like already miles ahead on cv and it's like sometimes yeah, with sancho I'm like, oh, he, he hasn't fully convinced me and then i'm like bloody hell he's so young i'm like he's there's so much potential there he's 21 as mark says and he scored in 180 games by the way he's 21 he's played 180 games he scored 74 goals and got 75 assists last year if at dortmund got 50 goals 64 assists in 130 appearances this is a winger this is a 20 and it's just a yeah. 21 like this guy, his stats are outstanding. Yeah, but you know what it's like. You know what it's like being an Englishman uh, watching the Premier League. Like we joke about it. Every other league's farmers. Like you know, we need to. I need to see it happen. I need to see it happen in the Premier League uh, for the biggest clubs there before I can actually say, all right, this is some quality here because we know that leagues play differently. That's all. So look, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just not. You were like, I'm getting his name on the back of my shirt. Really? Like, build the statue. Let's get going. I'm like, hold on, hold your brakes. I actually still think you need a centre forward, but, you know, let's see. See, I think he fills the gap. I think we struggle on the right, and that's why I like it. Sure. Um, him and Varane sure. have improved, for me, the, the, the sure. two... Yeah, the, the two areas. Football. Yeah, yeah. The two areas we needed improvement. Like, the defensive mid, the McFred, I was like... They're not. They're not title winning. But at the moment now, if we go, if we've got everyone else's title winning, and we've got two positions which are defensive mids, not title winning. I think that's. You, you not think you need a centre forward? We got Cavani. Not, he'll do for another season for sure. He could win the league. Well, see, uh, see well, I thought Cavani was only going to be like a part-time player. If you got Cavani, that's playing every game over like Rashford or whatever, then I'd, I'm happy with that. Well, it's but. between Cavani and Martial, isn't it? Like, and Greenwood. Greenwood is, yeah. is a number nine, ultimately. So, so that's it. I think with Sancho, like, I'm pre- I'm just... For me, Rashford has to play off the left. Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. And he's injured now, isn't he? So. He's out for three months, but Martial's back. Well, they're talking of maybe selling Martial at the moment this week. I don't mm-hmm. think they will, but... Mark, you got... Have you have you, have you you got any winners? Uh, Well, it's only going through now, but... I do really see the Lukaku. T- well, obviously, City, if they get Kane, they're, they're going to be the winners because that's ridiculous. Kane and Grealish. Like that. Um, but it looks like Lukaku's officially done now. It's yeah. not. And I'm like, oh, that, that for me, if that, that puts Chelsea right up there for, for league winners. Like Lukaku is not. not he, he, you know what he get, gives you? He gives you goals. And, and when you looked at Chelsea, you were like, what gives a team's chances is the fact that they're going to miss chances. And you're like, well, now they've got a guy who's not quite as easy on the eye, but he he gets goals. So Well, it, the, the, way, the way I would describe Lukaku and Werner is that Lukaku misses less. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I do, like, for me, Lukaku signing for Chelsea puts them right up in title contention. I think if Kane goes to to City in the next week, then it's a runaway league again. But 
uh, for now, I'm, I'm Chelsea are sort of sitting in my my winners with Lukaku. So the only the only reason I didn't pick Chelsea is because they haven't yet done the deal for Jules Kunde. That's and I think if they get Kunde with Lukaku as well, so they get a world class centre back and Lukaku in, that's a that's a ridiculous team. I and mean, we've got and you, we know what Kante is the cheat code. Like it's like having extra players on the pitch. So when you've got all that and you've got people like Ziyech and Havertz and like uh, Mount and uh, Callum Hudson Odoi has been brilliant in preseason. Who's got to have a breakout season at some point? And he's only about yeah. nineteen well. Um I mean it's, it, it it's takes a world of talent off, there. It's scary. I think I, I think Kai Havertz is gonna have a good season for some I think he's had that he's had that period to settle in and I, I don't know, he just seems prime and ready to be I the player he's supposed to be. I, I think Lukaku takes the pressure off him. That's one reason I think it yeah. works. Because like I look at Pulisic, I look at Havertz, you like they're not goal scorers. Like they'll get goals, but if you don't want to rely on them week in, week out for goals. Well, I think even just the fact that they won the Champions League and, and he probably, you know, coming into it was thinking, I've got a producer. I've, I'm like their biggest signing pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so much weight on my shoulders. And he realised, actually, I'm on a really good team with some fucking good players. It's not all on me. And then you can win the Champions League. It's like, well, you haven't really got to prove anything because you kind of got that trophy sort of there and ready to go. Obviously, the Premier League's a whole different thing, but I don't know, like, you know, He's just a good player. He's shown some some good spells. What in the in the Euros and then I know it's preseason. Did you see that one goal? The only the only flicker of hope I'm I'm getting about Chelsea not running away with everything is that you, no one if, no one runs away. First of all, like no, not, well, not, no one's going to run away. City and Liverpool have done in the last two two years. But anyway, mm. the the one thing that Thomas Tuchel struggled with at PSG was he had too many superstars in one team. He he struggled to get them all like good morale playing together not you know being okay on the bench you're talking about Werner Ziyech Pulisic Callum Hudson-Odoi Havertz now Lukaku added to that you've got six or seven basically attackers the way he plays football normally with one up top and two wingers or if he's playing a back five not even two wingers six or five doesn't go into two or three very well so there's going to be some players that are not going to be particularly happy because not it's not not like most of them are that young like a lot of them are now like right i'm in my prime i'm here i want to play they're all bought for big money the only thing is maybe maybe that can cause some friction and some problem but i i worry i think lukaku is such a better player today than he was four or five years ago it's scary how good he is now i've got i've got one uh, other winner, and it's is uh, if we're just doing it right now as we're recording it on a Monday night on the 9th of August, Spurs is a winner because they haven't got rid of Kane yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe once he moves, I'll probably put them as losers because they've not really done much else. But uh, well, you say they haven't done much else. Well, Kane, uh, what uh, Spurs have done is they've gone and signed one of the highly, most highly rated defenders in the whole of Syria. In Christian Romero, and the, that's the reason they spent forty-five million on this kid. Uh, and then they've got to sign Brian Gill. Gill, we're all going to call yeah. him Gill. We're English, but and I don't know if you've seen him play football, but he is so exciting to watch. He is a brilliant talent. He was in the Olympics for Spain. He was in their squad. Yeah, I saw him miss a, a sitter in the final. When they no, he smashed the, the bar from thirty yards in the last minute. <laughs> yeah. you watch that? Uh, he, I, I think those two are class signings. I still don't think Spurs will make top four. We'll get onto that. But I, I think those two are, are good signings. They probably need more, but they're good signings. Yeah, but I, I think I think I would say, I, I would just say like, you know, it's not going to be a direct replacement for a player of that calibre. You will never be able to replace a Harry Kane. 
No, so it's always no. going to be losing a player like that. You're always going to be a loser. It's just it's just the way it goes, isn't if, it? But if we include managers in it, I do really like Nuno. And yeah. for some reason, yeah. Tottenham. The only thing that puts me off a bit is Tottenham seem reluctant to get him. They they seem to get him after everyone else said no, which yeah. doesn't feel like a manager with with a huge load of confidence. But I mean, how much does Doherty feel in the in the Maya? Wasn't playing football at all, and then his former prodigy turns up. Oh, thank God, yeah. it's my new manager. That Doherty's going to straight get straight in the fantasy football team. Surely, have you guys got any more team winners, or should we go to losers? Um, I've got one that's on the fence. It could be a winner and a loser. And I'm, I, I really don't know what to make of them. It's Crystal Just Palace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I don't know what you guys think of Crystal Palace. But I, 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 for some there. strange reason, I, you know, you know me. I, I don't really do anything based on logic. For some reason, I just don't. I was so close to putting in my my teams to be relegated for some reason. Well, yeah, we'll see. They're either in my top four or in my bottom three. <laughs> you'll find, you'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> well, the, the thing, the, I mean, I want to talk about Palace, but the, just on the transfers, the one, the thing I like that they've done. It, we all know that Palace had an aging squad. They had a bunch of players that were coming to the end of their contracts. They let them all go. They've cleared hundreds of millions off their wage bill and suddenly had a bunch of money. And they have gone and spent some money. To be fair to them. But they've they've gone we've from got having, some guy from Georgetown University. I mean, they've gone from having thirty five year olds, like the oldest squad in the league, to, to having one of the youngest. And the, the problem I've got is you've you've also taken on Patrick Vieira, who, let's be honest, is a fantastic player, but he's hardly blown you know blown things up as a manager. What well, he did yeah. and elsewhere, it's just not been great, and he's not that experienced. If you, you, you I, need to, I need to change. After you've said that, I need to change my back three there. That, that's. But if you take out all your all your experience from the dressing room, the Tim Cahills, the Andros Townsend, the Patrick Van Armholtz, those people who have been at the club for 10 years that know it, you take them all out of the changing room, you throw in a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-old new signings and Patrick Vieira, and you... This sounds like this sounds like a loser. You've not even said anything positive about it. Well, the positive is that the players they have signed, the young players, are young English, like the top under twenty-one English internationals. We've got the likes of Conor Gallagher, and they've got people like Nathan Ferguson and Mitchell, and coming through their academy. And they've got some amazing young players, like the Gehi from Swansea was on loan from Chelsea. They've got some brilliant young players. Elise was like the, the most exciting player in the championship last year. They're great young yeah. players, but I don't know that you can... But part of it is because it. our England team is basically an under-21 team. Our England team's so young, so the under-21 team isn't as of higher standard as it used to be. Yeah, no, I agree with like, that. And and so and they may be great. They, they may be great. I don't think they're there yet. So they've signed I, players who could have uh, great yeah. value, could be great players, but I think they're going to... I worry for Vieira because I feel like when you watch... Uh, any football on TV and you listen to pundits, managers always sound a little bit more informed. Like, do you remember when Jose got sacked from United and then he sort of built his fan base back up by being a pundit? And when you watch managers on, as a pundit, you're like, okay, they had some kind of insight. Yeah. Vieira has, I've never heard any insight when he's been a pundit. And I know that you, that's a, 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 all I can go on, really. But I'm like, well, he's managed in America. That I, I'm not going to claim to have seen any of that, but is that why Graham Cena sounds like he doesn't know a fucking thing? <laughs> Ex managers are different because they're they're stuck in sometimes they're stuck in their ways a little bit. But like yeah, when, yeah. when they're current managers, like they do add insight. Like I, I, Sky Sports had a Chris 
Wilder on recently, um, just doing an interview. But I remember he did, he was a pundit on one of the games, and he sounded like, okay, you can see they look at the game differently. Yeah, yeah. But Vieira, yeah, like saying. at half time, I do wonder if he is even if he's even watched the first half. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I I do worry for them. I think they've brought yeah. some great talent, but they've kind of done what you would sometimes do on Footy Manager, which is you go and buy a bunch of like the young up and comers that you know are going to be wonder kids, the, the quick and, looking players. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you can sell them on for loads of money in a few years' time. But you just got to do enough to stay in the league in the meantime. All right, let's rattle through the the losers. Um, I've got Arsenal as a loser from the transfer window. They've not been able to re-sign any of their loan players, which were key for us since Ceballos and, and um, uh, Odegaard. And I'm not 100% convinced by Ben White, uh, especially £50 million, obviously a lot of chat about him. I'm just not so sure. And obviously, I'm just down on Arsenal uh, this year, last year, probably next year. So. <laughs> And so, um, goes, they've got another left back. I mean, is that to cover Tierney when he's always injured or something? I yeah, just I don't understand what the freak's going on with this nonsense. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we we need another midfielder. We've kept Xhaka. I mean, for goodness sake, yeah. Well, it looks um, like you're, you're, you're in for Tammy Abraham, unless Jose Mourinho gets his way and he goes to Roma. But <sighs> yeah. I mean, Arsenal are in for a lot. The, the Madison's still not going away. Yeah, Bernardo Silva came out today as. Yeah. yeah, but we never get those. You know, when you hear Arsenal in rumours with players, it never happens. Like it, it just doesn't happen ever. When when's the last time it happened? When it was a decent player and they're like, oh, Arsenal's rumours versus X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden they go somewhere else. Oh, I mean, Thomas Partey was rumoured for two and a half years, so he <laughs> eventually yeah. got him. Finally, it's a weird one for Arsenal because I, I got this. I've just got this feeling that Ben White will be good. Like, oh, he's, he, he will be great. of course he will. Centre back was one of the positions Arsenal need to improve. I, but there's so many. I look at the Arsenal team and I'm like, it's not great. Aubameyang weren't like the best last year, but there's obviously a player in there. Could he roll it back? Lacazette, there's a player in there, but they've, he's not been good for a while. It's it's so much like Pepe. Is he going to be the player that he's that he's supposed to? Yeah. He had moments at the back end of last season. Yeah. Imagine Saka gets better though. Four. Saka. Imagine he keeps getting better. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Euros haven't ruined him. Before you have Ronaldo again. Again. Yeah, if him and Emil Smith Rowe get better, we might be alright. But uh, yeah, losers for me. Anyone else got a loser? Yeah, just on, on just on the Ben White thing though. I don't think you need to be as down. Like, don't forget you've lost David Luiz, who I know was a calamity in, in everything he did. But what David Luiz did really well for Arsenal is what Arteta wanted, which was play out the back, and he was very good at doing that. Ben White is the ultimate guy. Yeah, that's questionable. That's, that's questionable. Look, there's a reason that two years ago, when Leeds got promoted, they offered 35 million for, for Ben White. Two years ago, and Brighton said no. Because Leeds were, we need a ball-playing centre-back who is world-class, who's going to be brilliant. Like, yes, he's got to prove himself, Ben White, but I think he's going to be a great signing for us. Well, I hope from your mouth to God's ears, please, be just be just be a shining light on a what's going to be a dreadful season. Give me a loser so I don't feel so bad. Uh, Burnley. Just every time I get to the transfer window, I look at Burnley. I'm like, oh, what have they done? Signed a goalkeeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just every time you look, they've, oh, what have Burnley done this summer? Oh, they've got no money. Have they? <laughs> yeah. How have they got no money? They've been in the Premier League like eight years now. They've, uh, if, if they've got no money, someone's got to look into their owners because. Yeah, maybe. How? Maybe. Yeah, we've we've had record breaking Premier League deals. They've they've been in it pretty much for the whole boom now of Sky Sky Sports, BT Sports, and Amazon Prime paying 
above above like market value. So yeah, I just it's it's just Burnley. I, I didn't even follow it. Maybe no like, one wants to go there. That, maybe that's the problem. They try and sign players, and no one wants to go there. There there is an Im- probably an image thing because uh, like. We do say, oh, he looks like a, a Burnley player, like and yeah. you normally think like a non-quick plus, player. Yeah, like a, a slow six foot one, like tall white guy. <laughs> Hard working. <laughs> yeah. Chris Wood, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he could be but, centre back or centre forward. That's basically what they're looking for. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Burnley's a weird one. I mean, uh, we're not gonna go into that like whole thing about him, but it's it I guess they're just like we'll keep it the same until we get relegated and then We'll figure out afterwards, but let's try and get as much money as we can, isn't it? It's like they're, they're sitting at, at a poker table and they're happy just to pick up the blinds every time. Yeah. And then, you know, as soon as they bust out a big hand, they're like, all right, I've, I'm just taking my winnings now. But, yeah. My um, my worst is uh, Merseyside, uh, both Liverpool and Everton. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Everton because Liverpool have basically done no business. Um, I, they've got Van Dijk back, which is like a big signing. And I do like Kanate. I think Kanate is a brilliant centre-back. I think he's the better one of him and Upamecano went to Bayern Munich for 60 million. It should have been Kanate, but he was injured for two seasons. He is the better version. So I think he's a great signing. But outside of that, what have they done? Not a lot. Signed some more of their 30-plus-year-olds to long contracts. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen more from Liverpool. But uh, I, would, I was looking at Everton and I'm like, I looked at some of their preseason results. Like, I don't know if you saw they got battered by May night a few days ago. And um, I was looking at that team and I'm like, you look at what Everton have done this time. Not only have they brought in Benitez, who's already hated by the fans. So you've brought in a manager who no one wanted, who's going to have an absolute nightmare the minute he starts losing because the fans will be on him like crazy. And the fans are back now as well. They've got no backup forwards. So they've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, basically it. Richarlison, who's played like 70-something games this season now because he's just finished the Olympics of Brazil, who and doesn't really produce that much anyway. They've now yeah, lost Sigurdsson. That's the penalty, didn't he, in the final? Yeah, yeah. They've lost Sigurdsson, which, you know, uh, that aside. And they've gone and signed Andros Townsend and Demar. Oh, sorry. You said they lost Sigurdsson. I was, I'm looking at the Sky Sports out and I'm like, where's he? So they've lost their number 10. They've got no backup striker and they've signed Andros Townsend. Did you say they lost him because he's 10? Tamari <laughs> Gray and Asmir Begovic. I'm sorry, but when you're Everton and you look, you look at the top eight, 10 teams in the Premier League and you look at the Everton lineup and you look at their lineup, I just don't see how Everton even finished top 10 with that team. Like, what did, are they doing? Did you know, fun fact about Everton, did you know that they had Yannick Balassi in their squad last season? I did not know that. I did wonder where he'd go. I just recently watched the Crystal Palace um, documentary, which he's in, which is really good. I'm just looking in and it says contract expired. I was like, wasn't he in China or somewhere? What the hell happened to him? He must have been alone. He was quite... No, he was in uh, the championship. What was was, he? uh, Yeah, he was in the championship last year. Was he? Um, yeah, not not feeling too good about Everton. I know what you mean when it like you get Andros Townsend is probably going to be your biggest sign of the season. Yeah. That's not a great. And, and he's going to be starting like he's he's in the team. Yeah. <laughs> How is that a team that's going to compete even for the top eight? You know, the, I I think you you look at their squad and you look at someone like Leeds. You look at someone like Aston Villa. And that's what Everton's level is now, and they've fallen so far so quickly. From one bad window, that I'm, I'm really shocked that Benitez hasn't done more. Maybe he will, but at the moment, I'm, I don't know what they're playing at. Mark, you got any losers? Well, I can go. Uh, well, yeah, you go. 
I got Watford. Um, and I, probably this probably rings with you a little bit, Mark, but I've just looked at their list of players that they've signed in. And it's, it's similar to what Fulham did a couple of seasons ago where they had a team that brought them up. Was it Fulham? Uh, I remember where they brought them yeah, up. Fulham. Just just got all these brand new players and expect them to kind of what stay up and do something. And just uh, basically just on, on, on history, that generally is not going to work. Um, so I've just put them in there for that. Troy Deeney's not going to, you know, galvanise them to, to kind of stay up. I, I don't think it's really going to work for them. So. Yeah, I can't really got that. They got Josh King, you say? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at there. Yeah, yeah, they signed Josh King. The the thing for Watford is they've got one person that will score. Like, Troy Deeney can score, but he's whatever he's 45 or whatever he is now. But they've got Ishmael Asar, who is a quality player, who is worth some money. He's basically their only asset. I think they've got that's actually worth some good money. Um, and he needs and he scored all their goals last season, mate. I think he got about 15 goals in the championship. I just don't see that happening again. I, I agree. I don't. I don't see. Maybe we'll be proven wrong. I don't know a lot of their squad anymore. But well, wasn't their defensive record quite good last season? I think that's kind of what they might try and hang their hat on. But yeah, but how many? Yeah, like every team that comes up to the Prem has a good defensive record the season before because yeah. they, they, they were the best team in the other one. Yeah, six games. Yeah. Uh, are you excited to see Brentford though? I I am because the last two years I've liked them in the Championship. They lost to Fulham in the Championship final. Uh, playoff final a couple of years ago and I just knew Fulham were going to come up and bounce back like go straight back down I I think Brentford they'll give they'll they'll give the uh, league a go I think they'll I, I yeah I think they might stay up so I, I like Brentford a lot because then Brentford and Brighton are two clubs who for years now have sworn on data they are the, they're the kind of clubs who like XG, not like you, Chris. You, I know, this is all you, then. Yeah, this is the kind of club. They're run by gamblers. They've made all their money gambling. They, they run data companies. Like, these are people, the reason Brentford's production line is, it is what it is, is because they go and find nobodies based on some stat. They moneyball everything. Like, Brentford have literally moneyballed their way to the Premier League, and I love that about them. And they've done it in a good way, in a way that is... Uh, worked for them it, like they're, they're a well-run club and they just keep producing amazing talent and in Tony Tony that striker I don't think he's ever not scored 20 goals a season since he started playing football so if he can if he can score in the Premier League you know they'll, they'll do well, well. Not, we'll, we'll we'll get there in a little bit we'll, we'll do our big bold predictions next but you won't like my uh my bottom three to get relegated then yeah. um so should we what what do one each or rattle off our three Let's do Big our three. Are we going to write them down? We need to write them down this time. It's yeah, okay. um, I mean, I've got mine written down, so... It's up oh, yeah, to we'll, you. Send them, we'll send them afterwards, all right. Uh, I'll start then. I My first one is uh, Liverpool won't make the top four. You kind of referenced it earlier on, Dan, and I think it is... There's a few things that I'm considering with this one, is that I do think that with Man United's gotten better... For some strange reason, I think Leicester City is going to have a really good season. Chelsea, especially with Lukaku, has gotten better. They've not made any moves. They had a few players that were in the Euros. I always like, you know, it's what like Alex Ferguson used to think when it comes to uh, being a big team, is that every season you kind of need to have a big marquee signing. If anything, it kind of brings in brings that enthusiasm into it. And without that, I mean, if Virgil van Dijk is going to be that version, then maybe I'll be totally wrong. There's just something about it where I'm like, they could very well be at risk of not making top four. Um, they won't they won't drop much lower than that if they don't. So that's my first bold prediction. 
There is talk of Renato Sanchez. I think that's going to be the big 40, 50 million pound signing, which, I mean, I, I thought... Yeah. Was is, is it? Yeah, is that is it that good, Renato Sanchez? Is, is, he, is he going to win you the league? I don't know. He's class, but uh, yeah, I don't think... It's a slightly is. better version of Shakiri. I mean, come on. He is a better version of Shakiri. yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I going number two now? Yeah, go on then. And, but maybe not the boldest of predictions, but uh, Bruno wins player of the season. Probably both books. Okay, interesting. Just because, I don't know what, uh, De Bruyne is going to win it two times in a row. Diaz, it was a nice it was nice that he won it, but how many times the centre-back is going to win it back-to-back? Uh, if Liverpool aren't going to be as good as they are, is it going to be a Salah or Mane? Not sure. Virgil van Dijk, don't know. I can't really envision anyone else. But maybe Kai Havertz, but he'll have a good season. He won't be that good. So I'm just going to go for Bruno. Process of elimination. And my last one is, uh, and this is, I think this is a pretty bold prediction. So we'll see how it goes. One Premier League game this season is going to get cancelled due to racism. Oh, interesting. Cancelled seems, seems to be the hot subject right now. And um, they put... They put out, uh, I saw in the news the other day that players are going to continue to take the knee. Um, I was, a, uh, you know, wherever your thoughts are on taking a knee, I'm not saying it's a positive or negative. One of the points I had last season that the reason it went on so long was because fans weren't in the stadiums. And you saw when fans started going to the stadiums, it was received very poorly. Um, because of that, it's just going to be, you know, some more mixing between fans and just too polarising where the extreme ends are just going to put put the Premier League or teams in a position where they'll say something, do something. Players are going to walk off because they, they're they more empowered these days. And uh, yeah, that is my bold prediction. So we'll see. Interesting. Interesting. Could happen. Uh, go ahead, Mark, you go. With your right. pen and paper. I've Yeah, I've got to have it written down. Okay, well... Come use a computer. My, my first one is I think Juventus are going to win the Champions League um, basing that on just two things, Ronaldo and Chiesa. Chiesa was the player I left the Euros most impressed with and I think this will hope, like I say hopefully I'm not that bothered, but for my bold prediction, hopefully uh, that it's the season he, he really breaks through and uh, so I've, I've got Juve to win Champions League. I've scribbled out the other one, but because I didn't think it was bold enough, but I didn't think of one in time. But I'm, do you know, I'm because it's not really, I was going to say Mourinho oh, no. to get sacked, um, <laughs> which before, uh, but to make it bold, right? Mourinho will be sacked before Christmas. Yeah, I'd sprinkle, sprinkle the boldness in it. Um, I'm writing these down. Yeah, my third one. I, I, this is this is bold, but I please. I, that's the whole point. I think Messi stays at Barca. And oh, oh, we'll know. Interesting. He's not, but okay. He's, uh, he's not now. I've got. I've got this weird. Well, I think Messi will be back at Barca within twelve months. So, so I, I, I don't. They, I think they might sign him in January. So wait, wait, stay stay at Barca or go back to Barca? That's a big difference. Uh, I think well, Barca will. I think Barca will officially sign him in January. 
Messi so, goes back to Barcelona. I, I was thinking this the other day, actually, when I was watching him crying his eyes out at the press conference. And I was thinking, it's just such a mess that the moment Barca want him back and can get him back, surely he'll go back. But the, the problem is going to be PSG. And will they let that happen? I, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of agreement where they'll say, you know, we'll give him to you for a bit cheaper, but we want him back next year. Or I, I, I think that's a good shout. I was thinking the similar that I could see him back. Whatever it is, he'll be back at Barcelona before he retires. Do you remember they signed? Um, what was the winger from Atletico? And it was they signed Who? him, but Who signed uh, Barcelona him? signed him. Griezmann. And, no, the wing of uh, Tur- Adam. Was it Turam? No, Arda Turam. Yeah, I felt, and they were on the. Uh, they had a ban, so they signed him in yeah. May. Yeah, and he they couldn't technically play couldn't. Could, yeah. No, he couldn't play till January, so he sat out the first half of the season. So it wouldn't be the first time a Barcelona player has not played the first half of the season. Just wait, waiting. So I, I said, have a feeling yeah, Chelsea last year. Yeah, I have a feeling. I don't know why I just can't. It, it might just be I can't picture Messi anywhere else. So Sometimes um, we get feelings, you know, we can just go with yeah. them. I was just Very looking, good. I was like, I can't see him at PSG. And to be honest, outside of PSG, no other club seemed to to be able to. So Go on, Danny boy. Big predictions. Yeah, so my big prediction uh, is not going to come as mess- massive surprise given what we talked about with Everton. Um, I think Benitez will be fired before the end of the season. You love, you love, you love a manager being fired. You always call it all the time. You said nothing to Mark when he said Mourinho was getting sacked by Christmas, but because he doesn't do it every season, every season you call at least one. Doesn't he do that, Mark? Every season he calls a manager. What did I call last year? Lampard. Frank Lampard. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you just love that as a prediction. It's fine. It's cool because we know managers are going to get fired. It's just picking who you should. You should start betting on this stuff. I really should actually. The, I think good enough. the problem is the yeah the odds are never good enough. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go and it'll be like five to six, isn't it? It's like oh, they've called it two. Yeah. Yeah. Second prediction: uh, Vieira to be fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, my second prediction is I couldn't. So you know when you score the most goals, you get the golden boot. What do you get for the most assists? The golden shoe. No, of oh, course. What is it? It's a golden armor. Oh, days. What is the it? Golden something. Kane had it. Yeah, the golden right. sock. Golden sock? No. I don't know what it is. is it, it's a golden ball, isn't it? Mm, I don't know, but whatever Most it is, is. But whoever wins the top assist is going to Sancho this year. Man United's Player of the Year. Oh, shut up. Honestly, honestly. That's my prediction. He's Player of the Year and he'll get top assists in the Premier League this year. But is that Born one prediction? Player of the Year and most assists? Yeah, he'll be Man United's Player of the Year and get most assists in the Premier League. Oh, Man United's Player of the Year. All right, sorry, I thought you were talking about... No, no, he's not, he's not getting... He might not get the whole... Fair. He might. He'll get Young Player of the Year, probably. Um, and then my final prediction is Lukaku to win the Golden Boot. God, you've got timid to Golden Boot. All right. What the hell is it called, man? I'm going to be like randomly in the middle of the night and just be like, oh, yeah, it's the Golden This, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what? Uh, I need to Google it. Anyway, uh, that's my three. There you go. Uh, so just to recap, mine is Liverpool won't make top four, which I think is pretty solid. Like a pretty solid in terms of a bold prediction, not saying it's going to happen. Uh, Bruno win player of the league, uh, player of the season, whatever you want to call it. And then one game to get cancelled due to racism. Mark's got Juve to win Champions League. Mourinho to get sat before Christmas. Messi goes back to Barca, name of a movie. And uh, Danny has got Benitez before, gone before Christmas. 
Sancho to get most assists in the league and win Man United's Player of the Year, and Lukaku to get Golden Boot. Right. I think I went boldest there, so there you go. Kind of, yeah, kind of. I'd say some of mine are pretty bold. Don't know. I think, Danny, if you went uh, Premier League manager to get sacked, you've probably gone favourite. If you went Premier League top goal scorer, you've probably gone favourite. And if you Premier League top assist, you've probably gone in the top few favourites. They're not going to stop me gloating when they get it all right at the end of the season. That is true. Right, right let's go quick now. We're, we're running out of time. Top four teams in the Premier League this season and then the three teams to get relegated. Um, Mark, you go first here. All right. My top four... Which is, well, can I, I just really say, can I just say, generally, the top four, we usually get pretty similar. Maybe there might be fluctuations in order. It's the relegation ones which mixed up. So let's get through this one somewhat quickly, unless there's anything too out there. I just want to change it if Kane signs for City. But at the minute, I've got Chelsea first, City second, United third, Liverpool fourth. And I, I, and I think City win it if they get Kane. Um, my... Bottom, I've got Palace bottom. I've got Watford second from bottom. And third from bottom, I've got Wolverhampton. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I was close there. I, I don't know, you know, they've got Jimenez back. They've got Trincao. You wait, you're yeah. watching. Yeah, it's so, so I reckon we're, I reckon we're going to really see the impact of how good Nuno was for them. I, I rate Nuno highly. Also, you can't be 100% sure what Jimenez comes back. That was like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he fully comes back the way He's it is. He's been all right in pre-season. He's been scoring goals again in most games he's played. So we'll see. But if he comes back the player he was, then they'll be fine, obviously. Uh, Dan, do you, you want to go? Yeah. Um, so I've got the same four as Mark, just in top four, just in a different order. Um, I've got Man United to win the league, Chelsea second, Man City third, and just just Liverpool fourth. But it was really close between Liverpool and Leicester, to be honest. And the only reason I discounted Spurs is because I think Kane is going to go. If Kane stays, then they've got a chance of top four, I think. Um, but yeah, Man United, Chelsea, City, and, and Liverpool uh, relegated. I also have Palace bottom, Watford second bottom, and I've gone for Norwich third bottom. Um, it was close, and I actually think Southampton are going to struggle because you, you lose Danny Ings and don't replace him. Well, I think they're buying Adam Blackburn, whatever his name is, Adam something from Blackburn, I saw today. But, I mean, you don't replace Danny Ings. So they're, they're going to struggle to score goals this year, Southampton. Mm. But I think they'll just survive. They'll have enough. I Like like you said about uh, Southampton's manager, I think he's pretty good. So, you know... Uh, maybe they won't score as many as they should without Danny Ings, but I think Shea, uh, Shea Adam's not too bad. Yeah, but he, he's all right, but he's not going to get you 20, 25 goals a season, I don't think. Maybe well, he's he, needs, he, he needs to get about 12 to 15 goals and they'll be fine. Okay. Um, I've gone... Uh, I'll, I'll go with it because I've written it down. I've gone Man City to win the league. I've gone based on the fact that they're going to get Kane. Manchester United to be second. I've gone Chelsea third, although you guys have really convinced me this pod that I, that may be too low for them. It's just hard to just hard to know based on on the teams I've just said. Uh, and I've, and uh, my bold prediction was Liverpool not to make the top four, and I've put Leicester in there, Leicester City. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I like I think Leicester are good. They're just a good side, and I just don't think Liverpool are going to be as good 
Um, Out of interest, who finishes higher if Kane goes, Spurs or Arsenal? I'm really down on Arsenal more than I am on last season. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's weird because I think to know that we would have to go through every single team after the top four to see who actually becomes like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth to tenth kind of range. Because how good are these teams going to be? Because I was looking at the entirety of the league and it's like, it could be anywhere. I mean, I've got Brighton to be relegated. They could very well be 11th. Like, I, I just don't know. It's, it's so strange. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, um, the Kane the Kane transfer is just such a big one. Like yeah. I put City second, and to be honest, I had how does Son top. how does Son do without Kane? Uh, he well, does well because really, that's like, when he plays his best football when he's when yeah. he Kane out. But yeah, just it, it's hard to do that for a whole season. It was a bit yeah. like when yeah. Suarez was out and during but Daniel Sturridge scored in yeah, every game. Yeah, yeah. But that's and what I'm like, saying. It's like, yeah, games. you know, will yeah. will we'll Son score some goals when it's like they're down or 2-0 or, two, uh, you know, 3-0, three 3-1. Nil, three He'll get his goals. He's a great player. But it's, you know, Kane, as much as we may say he's not been as good the last two seasons, he does kind of tie things together a little bit. You know, who's 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 replacing him in that position? Lucas Moura or, you know. Yeah, no, that, any, any team yeah. that loses Kane is obviously... Yeah, it's a big, 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 big impact. And then they've not really done anything for Senna, but let's, let's not get into that. Uh, my relegation is um, I've got Watford bottom. Uh, I'm going to go for Brentford to be second bottom. I don't believe in analytics. And uh, Brighton to get relegated, as I said. I think with the relegation stuff, as, as we've kind of gone through the last few seasons. It could, you know, it could be anywhere. Uh, it's so hard to tell. I'm convinced now that Crystal Palace are also going to go down, but only three teams can actually do that. Norwich, maybe. I don't know. You know. I say, what made you not pick Norwich? Both of you. Well, I, I just I think when it becomes when it comes to teams being promoted, generally, I think at least two is going to go down. And my idea is that Norwich has kind of been there, done that, and hopefully we'll learn from their mistakes before and kind of stay up. Brentford, because it was such a struggle for them to come up. I don't know how they're going to do well staying up, especially with the analytics aspect of it. Although uh, Tony's in my team, and uh, Watford, Watford just Watford's just not going to. You know, Watford's going to be the worst team come up, and I think simply just because of what we've said. Yeah, for me, Norwich. It was they were so good last year. They've come up and down a couple times in the last ten years. I uh, just. Yeah, it feels like eventually you stay up once, isn't it? Like West Brom was a yo-yo yeah. team, and then eventually that one time you you managed to stay up. And I feel like, well, it's Norwich's time to stay up. But Bright, Brighton's one of those teams that hang around, and uh, it's, it's just like randomly. I think last year I picked Villa because they were hanging around and they end up being what eleven. Yeah, Brighton. I've just like, done the same thing with Brighton. They, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're battling relegation year in year out. They've lost like, their talisman and Ben White. Last year they were like, battling relegation. Uh, it was yeah. everyone from from eleventh downwards was fucking relegation. There was like four points in it. Like yeah, and um, let's be real. A few years ago, they remind me a little bit like Bournemouth. You know, like they were playing good football. They had a good team, and it was like all of a sudden, it just feels up, like yeah. you you have a five year like span, isn't it? If you do well, but um, yeah. this is clearly pre season pod because I was like, for me, it was hard to pick the top four. Because I think there's a few in there, and there's obviously this Kane transfer that that could twist it. Relegation was hard, so I'm like, is that our optimism that we're going to have a title race, a top four race, and a relegation battle? <laughs> and then Liverpool and City are just going to win five nil on the first day, and we're like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> same, same as every other year, isn't it? Let's do results real, real quick for uh, anyone who doesn't know. We pick teams each 
week to win and lose. You can only pick them twice each year, except for the top two. You can only pick one uh, team. And last year, who was the top one? City and Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool, correct. Are we picking Liverpool again this year? Because none of us have got Liverpool in the in the top three. No, uh, we still got to those are rules. Those are rules. Would it not be? No, it'd be City and United because they were yeah. one two. I think I said who was second. You said it was Liverpool. No, last year it was Liverpool. Oh, oh, you mean in the league? I thought you meant in the game. Sorry. No, in the league. In the league, yeah, Man no, United. Yeah, we we can only pick Man City and Man United once to win. Yeah. Fine. Um, so I'll go first with my, my result because I've got that ready to go. Although they're going to have a horrific season, generally Arsenal do quite well and I just want to get them out of the way there. First game of the season this Friday against Brentford away from home. Um, we're absolutely going to get spanked, but you know I might as well be disappointed doubly. So they're going to beat Brentford away from home and they're going to beat them, I'm going to say 3-1. How's that? Uh, yep. Go on, Danny. Uh, I am going to hopefully kick off another good season like I started. I think halfway through the season, I'd already won, basically. Um, I'm going to go for an away win. And I'm going to go for Aston Villa to beat Watford. And I'm also going to go for 3-1. Danny Ings to get on the score sheet. Interesting. Mark, you're going to start this season like you did last season and just do stupid picks non-stop until you realise you're too far behind? Well, we were neck and neck until a few weeks ago. That's because my second half was bad. I started off well and we kind of did a role reversal. All right. Um, well, there's a f- I'm actually just going to roll. But you going to say there's a few games this weekend? Uh, I've got a few in mind, but because the reason is that what I'm going for is my one and only choice of Man City. So I'm going to go Man City to beat Tottenham on Sunday away. And I'm going to go... Uh, Let's go 2-1 to see. Oh, my. But which bench will Kane be sat on? <laughs> None. It, it, it yeah. skip, skip training a week. <laughs> it's a... Be at the bench at the golf club, waiting for his turn. Yeah. Right. Front three, back four? Yeah. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. No, um, yeah. no we actually haven't done our... Um... Fantasy football team for All Talk FC. You know, let, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that off camera. We've been at this too long. We'll just start it next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Front three, back four. Um, I'll go first. Front three, back four. Front three is staycations. Uh, in particular, because coming up, there is going to be a KFC themed hotel which opens up in London. Or well, not in London, in the UK. Guests will be able to get free chicken delivered to their room by just pressing a nice button. And uh, I'm assuming someone comes with hopefully a thigh because uh, I'm not really too keen on anything else. Um, yeah. So if you just go on to um, where is it? Booking.com from the 18th of August It's not up permanently. It's only up for 11 days. You can book some nights. It's £111 per room per night with two people sharing and the proceeds go to the KFC Foundation. So um, I don't know. One of you want to come with me? Obviously, I'm single now. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, last time you stayed in a hotel, you said you paid and got delivered to your room some nice leg thigh and breasts yeah the thing i didn't the thing i wasn't anticipating was the large gizzard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time i go back to uh singapore uh in my back four this week is curry curry's in my back four because um curry, a f- curry. 
You know Curry? As in the, the basketball player? No, as in the food stuff. Oh, okay. Oh. An Asian, a South Asian food blogger calling on people to cancel the word curry because of British colonialism. People oh. just use curry as a generic word to talk about loads of different Asian dishes when they all have their different names and they all should be deciphered in different categories. And uh, because of British colonialism and apparently misuse of the word curry by white people, so that's your fault, not mine, um, they are asking for it to be banned. So, yes, there you go. I'm just going to make an assumption and say that uh, this food blogger probably also puts themselves under the banner of BAME, bringing all two races together. But uh, that's just my assumption there. I, yeah, I must admit, when I've, when I've been to uh, like an Indian restaurant or a South Asian or any, any like cuisine that sells curry, the one that's just labelled curry is the worst one. So it's a good rule. You should ban standard house curries. Yeah, they usually yeah. have loads of different ones. So, you know, they usually yeah. got Madras. How about they change the menus they have... first? How about they change the menus first and all the whatever's on the menu? Because that's generally that's what I, I mean. do. There's, there's usually one just called curry. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, you never get that one. <laughs> yeah, but imagine going to the restaurant and saying, can I have this? And they're like, well, it's not on the menu. Well, well, what? Yeah. you're not calling this curry. You have to go by what the menu says, surely. Exactly. Except if you're in a Chinese restaurant, they'll make anything you want, apparently. Or the fish and chip shop, because chip shop curry sauce is, is delish. So there you go. It is great. Um, who wants to go next? Okay. Go on, Dan. Oh, go on, Dan. Um, so, I mean, there's been quite a lot that's happened in the last two and a half months or however it's been since we uh, since we had our final pod of last season. Um, so there was a whole no, bunch of stuff. There's stuff about England. <laughs> why, is he, why is he looking back so far? Just, yeah. Well, because I had a whole list. I was saving things up and then they're all kind of out of date now. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. But the one thing that... You know I- what? Hold on, Danny. Can I, can I make a suggestion? Save that list, and every week you have to do a front three, back four of this massive list that you've got. You can't do anything that's culturally relevant. You can only work through this list until you've run out, and then you can start doing front three, back fours. (laughs) And you talk as if it's happened right now, and we won't argue. So in my front three, it's Gareth Southgate. No, no. (laughs) So uh, In my front three, in my back four is uh, Hitler. That one. Uh, Olympics, actually. So uh, the Olympics obviously finished this weekend. We've got the Paralympics to, coming next week, which would be good. But um, I, I've, uh, there's only, only, the only thing, the only time when I watch sport on TV and I watch something like the modern pentathlon, which involves, you know, like fencing and um, show jumping and all sorts, where I'm actually shouting at a TV for us to I do. I never knew what the like, pentathlon was. Uh, but, the, but this is what I mean. The, the beauty of, I, I just love the different sports in the Olympics. I love the fact that I was watching skateboarding and BMXing and modern pentathlon and like all sorts of bizarre sports and the karate that I didn't realize was even a sport. I love judo. I love judo. All of that stuff. Uh, so it's just been an awesome, awesome 15, 16 days of sport. And I've really enjoyed it. And um, we did really well, which helped. So that's my front three. The, the great British Olympic team. Well done to all of them. Not that French runner. Uh, in my back four, um, is Italy uh, because I think they're trolling us. I, I'm ge- I genuinely say believe, Jorginho. Well, I'm being I, no, I believe we're being trolled by Italy because I'm, I'm personally being trolled by Italy. As you know, I was meant to get married in Italy last year, COVID happened, didn't happen. We were meant to go and win the Euros, we didn't win the Euros because Italy happened and they won the Euros instead on penalties. 
We were meant to win the 100 meter relay last week. We didn't because Italy beat us by one hundredth of a second on the line when we should have won it. And you go back over the last two or three months of things that we should have won or things that should have happened in Italy are the reason we didn't. And now I'm supposed to be going to Italy in September and it looks like it's just been cancelled. Um, I'm being trolled by Italy for sure. And so they are in my back four Italians. I know, a one hundred of a second. We should have shared the gold medal. <laughs> to be the, uh, the thing these Not days. Not high jump. Not high jump. <laughs> well, well, you know that hundred medals, isn't it? And just, yeah. just. You know the uh, the Italian guy who won the hundred meter sprint. Yeah. I'm not saying anything, but that was the best time he's ever run. The year ago, he was running, I think, uh, over ten seconds on a hundred meter. He was a two hundred meter specialist. He looks so so tanked. When you, I saw him on the start, a scrawny guy. I saw just him saying, starting okay. line, and I said, just that saying, that guy pasta right. over there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pasta, a lot of pasta, a lot of uh, meat. That guy, I said, the first thing I said when I saw them all lined up, I was like, that guy in the middle with the blue, that he is not, he is not 100 yeah. meters. No, no chance. That guy is tanked. But that's but how they used to look. They, that's how 100 meters used to be. That used to be yeah, the they were first all 60 meters trying to win it. Yeah. Um, exactly. can, can I just say, you just brought up the Olympics. What, the, what, the, what are they trying to do with this Russian Olympic committee? What, I don't understand. It's just so stupid. Like, they got banned for drugs. Well, they didn't because they've even got Russia in the name. It's like, what they got banned, but they didn't get banned. Yeah, it's their way around it. It's the non-drug taking Russians. Yeah, still I still did well. I, I don't believe that. There's no way I believe that. Of course they're all on drugs. I mean, it's Russia. They, they, they built the drugs. Everyone in the Olympics is on steroids. Every single one of them. Well, even that 13-year-old, even that 13-year-old sweet stayers, she is on it. They're all on it. Look at her. She was super jacked. Come on now. She'll be winning sports personality of the year this year, won't she? Oh my goodness. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. No, she's probably like the only one that isn't on it. But no, I, just to warn you, you stole my front three, Danny. Oh Ooh, go for it. Which was the Olympics. Oh. And uh because like, I went into it and we were like, we're going to watch it. I'm not that bothered. The times are all crap. And I went one week where I watched every day. Like, you really, got, you really got to work, Mark. Yeah. You get into it. And uh, I, yeah, I should do. But yeah. <laughs> luckily, my employers don't listen this far into a pod. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, no, like BBC iPlayer had good coverage. And uh, you do, as you say, you watch these sports that you never watch. Some are just weird. Like, I know you say you like judo, but the judo's a bit strange in the Olympics and like I, I just like, like judo stuff like the long the long jump and then they're like here comes the triple jump and I'm like this is just stupid what why is he hop skip and jumping like the the long jump I get it's like who can jump the furthest the triple jump's like oh okay, let's let's get creative like <laughs> um, <laughs> how can well, we fair, once in next Olympics they've got e-gaming so now it's all gone to shit now yeah and there's some ways, I think it's because like they're like, oh, swimming and cyclists, they can win like four or five gold medals each. We should, uh, how can we get like the, the athletics to also, which is their, the main thing of the Olympics, how can we get them to win more gold? So, all right, we'll just get them to, to jump in a different way or like do something yeah. slightly different. So you, you would, you'd never get a long jumper doing triple jump and vice versa. They just don't, they're totally different. They will soon, don't worry. Because they ain't got the work ethic. But yeah. yeah, I did. I did enjoy it, and I also well, wanted. If you bought a lottery ticket, you got en- you could enter into the draw for the homecoming. So on Sunday, I'm going to the GB homecoming concert, which is <laughs> yeah, which has Anne Marie Rag and Bone Man, and it was all free. So I was like, ah, oh, quality. Oh. So, when you yeah, let us you know about that, yeah, share the wealth. What's that about? You, 
you uh, if you bought a scratch card or a lottery ticket you you entered in the draw and then yeah I, I get that but you're telling us now instead of beforehand you had two and a half weeks to tell us this yeah I, well i got it this morning so yeah well uh, we know but you were, you probably applied three weeks ago oh i didn't uh claire my girlfriend did so she was like I've, i bought you a scratch card to try and enter this uh competition unfortunately I, I didn't win anything on scratch card all right uh what was my back for i've closed it now it's great listening but the olympics were great weren't they um, <laughs> it was it was actually nice seeing tom daly get his gold i didn't oh, realize he hadn't, he hadn't even had gold which yeah he great. got he got bronze in his single one didn't he um yeah and it seemed like we were doing really bad in the cycling for a bit right i, I kind of fell out of it the last few days but Oh yeah, we smashed it in the end though. Did um, it? Oh, right. Did you watch the um, the Madison race? It's called on the cycling. It is the one that's like one hundred and forty-five. The one where they do the slingshot. Yeah, the slingshot. Mm. Quality. There's so many people on the track. The only thing, the only thing that's funnier than that though is, have you watched the race? I don't know which one it is. Where there's the weird woman on the front in like on like a, a bike with a basket on the front, and she's wearing weird clothes. Have you seen that? But is it the one where they just make like the first four laps? They're like, all right, we're just all going slow, and then the last two are like, all right, let's go. Like, why don't you just go for two fast laps? Yeah. I don't understand what that is. They don't do anything except for just up slow down. Pace. I think it's a pacer, so they're up in the pace each lap, so they're already at pace when they go. But uh, yeah, it's very weird. It's it's the most bizarre thing I've watched. They've got some of the weirdest races in that one in uh, in the velodrome. It's so bizarre. Have you ever been to a velodrome? I would love to go and watch. No, no cycling. I mean, they got the one in East London, but w- when do they do it regularly? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Mark, do you I enough? have to skip it. I can't find it in my history, annoyingly. <laughs> what was it? What was Remember what it was? I I don't remember at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I had right. I had a mark on my on on my screen in the background, but it's not oh. even in my history. Right, well, so so this we we eliminated the game, and this one was definitely not shorter than all of the rest of the pods we do. So well done for us. Uh, right, gone. Next week, I'll uh, tell you all about Mourinho Bingo for this season. Which I'm yes, we've got a new game which Sunny's going to introduce. Mourinho Bingo. He's got a job again, so we uh, definitely want to have some fun with that. We'll try some different things this season. Um, do you know what? It's nice to be back. I must admit, and uh, hopefully this continues to go forward. We'll see how it goes up with the upload there. Right. We shall see you next week for the full slate of games and uh, hopefully we'll have a nice weekend of games to talk about. How about that? Yep. Right, see you next week. Bye. Alright, bye. Hopefully Mark will have back for. Bye. Bye. Bye.